So hey guys, uh, welcome to the newest episode of the SaaS Sessions podcast. I hope you guys are listening to this episode from a remote and isolated location. And talking about remote, I have two great guests with me who are going to talk about remote working in this episode. So we have the both of the co-founders of flatworld.co. Uh, we have Gilad Bonstein, who is currently the co-founder of flatworld.co. And before this, he was a senior VP of engineering at Crossover, which is the largest remote work company in the world. Along with Gilad, we have Ron and Rupin Fred, who's the other co-founder of flatworld.co. So let's get to know more about Gilad and Ron. So hey guys, welcome to the show. Hey Sunil, thank you for having us. Yeah, so I had a call with Gilad before uh, this, so I know a bit about him, but let's get to know Gilad as well. But before that, let's, I also want to know more about you, Ronan, and let's get uh, started with your intro. Sure. Okay, so thanks uh, for hosting us uh, tonight, late night, I guess, in your place. So as you mentioned, uh, together with Gilad, uh, we founded the uh, Flatworld.co about uh, six uh, to eight uh, months uh, ago. We'll talk uh, more about flatworld.co in a second, but uh, before that, let me introduce myself. So I have bring a background in software engineering and software management for the last 20 years or so. I used to work as a software engineering manager in some of the largest corporates here in Israel, like SAP, then HP Software, and also Philips Healthcare. Actually, I, I had a very good uh, opportunities to work with colleagues from India in most of those cases, which I enjoyed a lot. Right. And uh, during all of those roles, I find myself uh, dealing a lot with the how, how things should be done. What's the right process for doing the development and the engineering um, activities? Uh, what's the right way to build an organization? So right. not only dealing with the product itself, but uh, with the structuring and the operation of the team, of the organization in general. I had some great opportunities to lead some very interesting initiatives, such as adoption of uh, scalable agile throughout uh, the business unit, which I was part of uh, in Philips Healthcare, which was a great challenge. Uh, and I had other opportunities to practice uh, with agile and dev processes in general. That's great. That brought me. That brought me to a decision to uh, take a path of as a consultant. And for the last five years, I work as a consultant and supporting many companies in defining, shaping, and executing their development processes and uh, building their organization. And maybe just few last words uh, to tell how I get connected to remote work and yeah. how Gilad and I uh, met each other. So Gilad will tell in a second about his experience and uh, the great um, opportunity he had in a crossover. But uh, as we came to know each other for our careers, uh, we had the opportunity to chat a lot about what remote work is. And I find it very interesting and very appealing in terms of from the process perspective. We will discuss later on during this uh, conversation about remote work and mm-hmm. touch about uh, some of those points. But uh, in general, remote work will succeed or will fail based on the level of adoption of the processes, the discipline in implementing it. Right. And this is exactly the point where I, I, I got touched with uh, remote work and, and connected to remote work. 
and uh, after Gilad will uh, tell a bit about his experience, uh, we'll tell you more about uh, Flatwater.co and how sure. we came to found it. Gilad. Sure, sure. Over to you, Gilad. Yeah. Sure. So I'll try to be brief. Very similar to Ronan, I, I was an engineering executive for, for more than 20 years mm -hmm. uh, before I met the remote work world for the first time. As you've mentioned, I, I joined uh, a couple of years ago a company called the Crossover, which is a fully distributed company with uh, 3,000 workers uh, spread around the world in more than 130 different countries. That was the first time that, that I, I, I learned about remote work at scale. I, so I always worked with other offices in, the, in my previous corporates, but that was the first time that I really was part of such an organization. And, and as an as a engineering executive, I've always had the fetish, I call it, to build high-performing teams. And, and, and I, I was always trying to steal talent, you know, from my peers and, and be the first one to go and grab a new, a new hire and so on. And when, when, when I joined Crossover as a senior VP, I, I found out that, guess what? The, the world is full of amazing talent, and, and this talent actually would love to work in a remote work job, right? And, and because of that, I was able to build uh, what I call today hyper-performing teams in, in, in Crossover, in a relatively easy fashion, I mean, compared to hiring locally, right? There, there are tons of people out there in the world, really smart, really technical, fun to work with. And, and uh, when you are hiring remote, you are exposed to all of that. The entire world is your playground. That, that's pretty amazing. Uh, at, at Crossover, I was also in charge um, over the technical hiring funnel, uh, where we had... Uh, about 7,000 applications every week coming in, okay? That's one of the largest technical hiring funnels in the world, I guess. And, and that, that was, again, an amazing experience, you know, that they reach out uh, to the talent and then filtering the talent and so on. And at, at one point, Ronan and I, which we've, we've been friends before and we've been discussing, he, he was, you know, with me during my journey. And, and I, I just told him, Ronen, this is amazing. This, this, is, this is the future of work, and it's not a future. It's happening now. Amazing right. companies like Crossover, but others, right, like Elastic, HashiCorp, Automatic, Buffer, InVision, are being built around, you know, fully remote or fully distributed operation. And every hiring manager out there needs that. And, and, right. and that's when we started discussing this, you know, bringing uh, my, my experience and, and the world I've seen uh, of remote work together with his uh, know-how of, of uh, processes and assimilation of, of new engineering practices into organizations. And, and that's right. how, how and when we decided to set up FLIP, actually. That's, that's really interesting. So I think you both are really deep into this whole remote work culture. And, and that's what I think, I guess, flatworld.co is about. And I guess you would have great perspectives to, you know, talk about the current situation where a lot of companies are, you know, forced to go remote. So 
I think there are companies who choose to be remote, and there are now companies, you know, who didn't uh, respect the remote workforce or uh, remote work working culture, but now they are forced to go remote. So what happens to those companies? So let's talk more on that. I think the whole COVID-19 situation has put the companies into like instantly curing or instantly, you know, coming up with something which is like a band-aid, right? So working from home has become like a band-aid. The companies are using it as a band-aid nowadays. Like they are they are not prepared for it. firstly and now they don't know if they are going to be permanently remote or you know even after this pandemic is over or they are going to be just temporarily remote so what do you think on that yeah so i think that the distinguishing you, you made is a very exact one work from home versus remote work from home is just migrating the the same processes or the same the day to day that we had in our office right. now we try to to duplicate it and to shift it home and do what we used to do in the same right. way we used to work but we do that in a different environment right uh, many companies uh, what we see today from the the corona situation is mainly that meaning uh, companies were forced to leave offices and shifted whatever they could into a work from home model they invested a lot in the technical enablement of uh, work from home So creating the communication channel, adapting those tools like Zoom, like Teams, like Slack, whatever you can use in order to communicate effectively. Uh, but uh, many of them, some did, but many didn't uh, adapt or change any anything in the way they operate. Right. When we talk about remote, remote work is much more than just working distributedly from different locations. Right. Remote work means adapting a certain way of work that realizes the, the, the situation, the, the, the characteristics of what it really means to work remotely from each other, what it means to work in a distributed manner, what you can expect and what you shouldn't expect from your peers while right. you work remotely. So for example, if you work from the same office, you can raise your head, see that your friend is available, or even if it's not available, knock on, knock on his back and say, hey man, I need your help, or can you support me here, or what did you do yesterday, or why did you do that? When you work remotely, you don't know whether the person is available. You don't right. know whether you can expect to get his immediate answer, or whether it will take now two or three hours, or sometimes even a day, until you get his answer. Right. So you need to, to, to adapt and to change the way that you're operating and, and realize or expect the, the, the barriers or the, the difficulties, the limitations that you are going to experience and build, plan your work and build the way you are working to, to, to deal with that in, more, in the right way, in the accurate way. On the other hand, there are also many benefits when you that you gain while working from home. I think that maybe today the fact that all the family is at home with us might uh, take some of those benefits and, and make them a bit harder to realize. Right. So you, usually on a regular situation, you're probably your kids, your family during the day will be in their businesses, kindergarten, schools, and so on. And you will have the ability, and I even would say the opportunity to focus on what you do and gain a deeper focus uh, in, than you will probably be able to achieve when you are working in an open space uh, in a crowded office where there, where there are 
lot of people and many co-workers walking next to you. Right. So these are maybe the, the benefits that some of one of the maybe one example of the benefits that you can achieve from remote work. What we can say, and we will touch about it a bit more during the discussions a little later, but we believe that the, the current situation maybe triggered the, the movement towards remote work. Right. Probably, I, I think what we already can see now that uh, companies and executives who would never hear about the option to go remote would strongly believe that uh, in their case, everything needs to be centralized in one office. They now see the benefits, they see the possibilities, they see that it is possible to work in a distributed manner. So we believe that this situation would uh, uh, decrease the barrier with the uh, drop some uh, limits uh, and will allow the movement towards remote. We probably would also say that full adoption of remote and what it means that full adoption will cover in a second might take some time and will be shaped in a different ways. But we definitely, I guess that what we see in a year from now would be totally different than what we saw just uh, one month ago. And probably if we take it about uh, five or seven years uh, forward, we definitely see a totally different landscape in terms of uh, how the work environment looks like and how businesses are built. And I guess that one of the main foundations of that uh, new model uh, would be remote work. Totally. Great points, you know, Ronan. So one thing I totally liked is currently we're not remotely working. We are remotely working, but that's just work from home. It's not a remote workplace, right? Work obviously home is not an ideal workplace. There are a lot of lot of factors there at home which does not make it an ideal workplace. And you know, talking about ad- adopting remote workforce or going remote as a strategic move. So companies now, since they're forced to work remotely, I think now is a good time for companies to experiment on having a remote workforce. Plus, while experimenting, collecting a lot of data, like they should really re- leverage this situation and then probably use it after this pandemic is over. Can companies who were not okay to have remote workforce before this, before COVID-19, can they have it after COVID-19 as well? Like maybe they, based on the data that they tell, maybe some companies would see that their people, even after going remote, they're more productive, you know, than being in office. Maybe some data can come, points can come up. I think managers are the ones who should uh, really check on their teams uh, to see if their team is performing well after COVID-19 as compared to, you know, before, before this before the day they went remote and i think those data points would help them you know form a longer strategy so what do you think on that point i think that's an excellent point and and, and really at the basis of that are, are two things one of them is collecting the data or, or measuring the performance of the teams and then a continuous improvement process that needs to be in place so all of the companies started with a copy paste right they took the office environment and, and moved it to home which of course is, is the wrong thing to do and, and now, unfortunately, they, they have, you know, weeks of, of working from home and they have the opportunity week over week over week to improve their processes and right. adapt to the new situation, right? So uh, we always propose to companies that come for advice that they, they need to identify the, the core essence of, of their culture, the things that should not change, like, I don't know, 
quality or the way we treat each other, stuff like that. And everything else should be open for negotiation at these times, right? So I expect that the senior managers, the managers, the, the developers, everyone to be in a, you know, at least once a week in a discussion, in a session where, where they say, okay, you know, what have we been doing right last week with respect to remote work and productivity and our ability to, to perform our tasks, right? And, and, and what are we going to improve and test and try next week? Right, so it it really is a case of 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 what's called case and it's improving week after week after week till the company gets hopefully at the end uh, to a, a remote work situation where productivity, uh, engagement, uh, and so on are really at a, at a, at high level. So that that's the opportunity, right? That's making the the lemons into a lemonade kind of uh, situation. Totally, totally. And so, you know, talking about building remote company or building remote workforce. So what are the building blocks for building a remote company? Well, it's, it starts with building a strategy. Okay. So first thing, you need to understand why are you going remote? You know, you're going remote because there's COVID out there. You're going remote because you want access to better talent. You're going remote because your, your office guys, Gen Y and Z, uh, want more flexibility, you're going remote in order to save uh, $10 million a year over your office space. Many different reasons and, 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 and understanding the reasons will, will help you build the strategy, strategy, around, strategy around in which time zones and locations you want to hire, strategy okay. about the level of flexibility you provide to your remote workers is it uh, you know flexibility across the day maybe flexibility across the week maybe right. some of your guys will you know prefer to work shorter days and seven days a week and some of them will prefer to work longer days and four days a week whatever right. i experienced both of these uh, cases and looking into you know building the, the remote work strategy uh, you need to crystallize it into your, your work policy, okay? And, and the policy is basically the contract between you and the employees. What do you expect from them and what can they expect from you? Uh, are their core hours defined by them? You know, the, your, your guys can work from anywhere, but you still expect them to be between, I don't know, uh, 11 a.m. and 3 p.m., whatever time zone available for, for, right. for synchronous communication, right? What about the flexible work? What about holidays? Lots and lots of stuff to, to discuss about the policy and, and really need to iron uh, that out uh, first. Yeah, I think that regarding policy, maybe it is the main building block for, or, or the main ba uh, basis for creating a, creating a culture of remote. Since let's say that you are a newcomer to an organization and you come to the office for the first day. So even if you don't know what to expect or you don't know what is expected from you, you just look at others and imitate them and get to know what are the expectations from you. Right. And the, the basic for trust is expectation setup. You need to know what is expected from you and then you can decide whether you fulfill the expectation or not, but at least everything is on the table. And in a remote environment, uh, getting those expectations, realizing those expectations is not a trivial thing to do. 
So right. the policy is the cornerstone for every remote organization. While, while having the policy, a clear policy, a live policy, something that keep on being modified, something that the organization defines, not someone within the organization, but everyone can contribute, everyone can shape, everyone can influence on, means that everyone knows what is expected from them. So they know that, for example, one of the maybe more trivial, most trivial examples we see about uh, having remote meetings, uh, generally speaking, many of the times that people used to work in or at office, and now they and they have a meeting that they can take remote. They used to take it uh, from phone while walking with their dog or driving the car and not being focused on uh, the meeting itself. But let's say that the policy says that all our meetings are done next to a desk in front of a laptop with a camera open and that you are focused on the meeting, that's a totally different story. Right. So that's an example of what the policy is and that's lead us to the very next item in the list, which is trust. Once the yeah. expectations are clear, let the, the organization do what they, it is expected from them in a way that best fits for their culture or their, their preferences. So Gilad mentioned one aspect, the, the distribution of work across in the week, whether I work very condensed or whether I spread my work all over the week. It doesn't really matter. I don't being measured by the time that I work. I'm being measured by fulfilling what is expected from me in terms right. of output and in terms of behavior. Right. That, that's you it. Want... Mm -hmm. You want to add Sorry, anything? No, no, it's, it's, you know, it, it's all about trust. If, if you're unable to build the trust, your, your, your company will fail, right? You cannot have the managers uh, micromanaging everyone. You need to put the framework in place that enables the manager to know that their guys, you know, are doing what is needed and, and, and the guys feel that they are being trusted and, and, and they, they get, the, you know, the space to, to create their craftsmanship. Uh, totally. To, and, to, yeah, totally on, on board that. Having clear guidelines definitely help and those guidelines should always keep reiterating based on how your team is performing and those can be different for different teams as well. Even there is a pandemic situation, a lot of companies have frozen hiring, but a lot of companies have actually doubled down on their hiring, right? Because since they are, they are working, they, they are in more demand now, right? So what's your uh, take on hiring remotely or building the whole hiring process, but for remote employees and especially for companies who have never done it before. So that's that's actually the, the essence of, of Flatworld uh, Co. And at Flatworld Co, we understood the, the issue of, of hiring remotely and, and we are trying to help the hiring managers to simplify and, and avoid some of the remote hiring pitfalls. So when you go out to hiring remote workers, some some stuff gets really easy to do and and some gets much more complicated so the easy stuff is to get candidates okay there are some some relatively easy means to get 100 or 200 even applicants into your inbox you can go into a couple of remote job boards uh, the the large ones you know advertise an ad uh, 
be very fair with the salary that you want to put out. By the way, it's, it's super common to put the salary in remote work ads out there. Uh, so you really state the salary inside the ad and you also state the target time zones, right? It's some of the stuff that maybe you are not used to do when you are putting a, a local ad. Right. And, and if you choose, if you go to the right remote job board and, and, and you put a nice ad for, for a nice company and a good job description and what's in it for, you know, for, for the developer or whoever, you know, the remote talent that needs to join, you'll get many, many tens of, of candidates, uh, which is like a good problem. Right, because when you hire locally, usually your issue is that you don't get enough uh, candidates. Right. So start, suddenly you got many, many tens of candidates, but it is still a problem because now you need to to sift through the the CVs and see which one of those, let's say, 100 candidate, uh, makes sense. Right, and, right. and as an example, right now at World, we are helping a, a startup company, a distributed startup company with headquarters in the Silicon Valley to, to hire a couple of uh, full stack developers. And, and before they approached us, the, the CEO told me that they interviewed almost 100 candidates to find nothing, right? So, when, when you do the remote hiring, you need to change the way you treat the funnel. You need to filter people up front as much as possible for, for technical skills and, and try to eliminate along, along the funnel as, as many of the candidates as possible to get to a, a manageable number that you can actually interview. And, right. and when you look at remote workers, let, let's say that you got the technical filtering in place, we found out that there are uh, personality aspects that are super critical in order to create the right matching between uh, a worker and being a remote worker. That, that would be step number one. Not everyone are fit to be a remote worker, right? Some, right. some cannot manage you know, their day-to-day. -day. Some will get too much you know, isolated or isolation. And, mm -hmm. and it... it some are too junior to work remotely. They need someone more close by to, to help them. So not everyone are fit to be remote workers. But then even those that are fit to be a remote worker, personality trait influence what's the right company for, for that specific remote worker, right? Because some companies are you know, fully remote. Some companies are hybrid, which means partially remote and partially local. Some are new to remote work. Some are veterans in remote work. Some companies, uh, the team, you know, communicates with each other all day long and, and others, the communication is very sparse and I seek honestly. So the, the personality traits of, of the remote worker, really, you need to look at that, at, at the fit uh, uh, to the company. So it goes beyond what goes, you know, people used to call it cultural fit, which, which later on, got formed on uh, due to uh, uh, diversity and stuff. But mm -hmm. it's, you really need to see if that remote worker is right for your company and, and is, right, uh, is right for the specific team and the way the team behaves. And, mm -hmm. and the, these are the complexities, right? So the good news, yes, you're gonna get tens of candidates. Uh, the bad news, 
you need to find how how to find you know how to sort them out and, and find the, the right guys over there and and by the way uh, you know a phenomena which not many talk about but it's there there's also fraud involved sometimes right so you also need to to keep an eye for for fraud and, yeah. and make sure that the guy you interview is or that applies is actually the guy, the guy that you <laughs> that you hire and and don't let me you know get started on this one Anyway, that's exactly, you know, the, the, the hiring complexity is what we try to simplify for the hiring manager at, at Flatworld Co. And uh, helping them build, you know, those, those hyper-performing remote teams uh, very, very easily. Totally. You have anything to add, Ronan, on that? Yeah, maybe just to, to try to connect all the dots that we talked uh, during this call. So we talked about uh, the movement or the shift uh, towards the uh, remote, whether it is work from home, whether it right. is fully remote, or whether it is somewhere in the middle. We talked about um, how uh, remote uh, should be built properly, should be adapted properly. I would even uh, emphasize here that uh, it's uh, like a layered approach. You need to build layer by layer in order to have an organization that fully operate uh, properly in a remote environment, and yep. uh, Gila just uh, covered what we are dealing, uh, what is our day-to-day -day life in uh, Flatwall.co, which is the hiring aspect. You need to know, to know how to do hiring for remote. So companies that uh, are wishing to, willing to go remote, not necessarily need to handle the hiring by themselves. They can approach us and we do the hiring from them and by right. that uh, sparing them the effort. The nice thing to see, and I think that if we are looking a bit forward and where the, the, the what what's going to be there the day after the day after the coronavirus uh, situation, assuming that it will be end, and we all we now also already know that it probably won't be over never. The way we used to work is going to change, but we're definitely going to see different forms of remote. We're going to see companies who decided, already decided, or will decide just uh, as we speak to move remote and they will abandon their offices, they will abandon the, the way they used to work, or maybe they didn't use to work, they, they, they weren't used to work that way, they never work, and they will start, decide to build themselves as a fully remote organization. There are already about 250, almost 3,000. Uh, organization who are already operating this this way even before the corona situation and we, I guess we will see more and more like that but most likely what we will see we'll see organizations that are adopting some kind of an hybrid approach we right. see organizations that will have some of their workforce working locally from offices and but some will work remotely either because they will be forced to, uh, to do so because of the situation will continue or because some of the, the the workforce will decide that this model is better for for him and would like to adopt that way, and this is uh, exactly the opportunity here. We will be able to see organization who find the right balance of how what's the right the right uh, uh, level of remote versus local, what's the right processes and culture that they need to adapt in order to support this approach. We probably will be able, we'll also see situation where part of the organization is working locally from office, and in that case, 
those people will work closely together, but part will work remotely. And in that case, we will start seeing remote teams. So we will have a local team working locally and adopting one way of work, and then a remote team, a team of members who are working distributedly from different locations, who work together as a, a unified, hyper-performing team. And this is one of the offerings that we are also providing to our customers to build for them those hyper-performing remote teams that will enable them to extend and to grow with the remote model, even if the rest of the organization is local. So there will be an hybrid culture within the organization. And I guess that we will see many other flavors of uh, flavors and levels of adoptions of remote that will either be forced or will be decided by the organization. It's a matter of the reality right. that we have to operate. But we're definitely going to see a totally different world in terms of the work environment uh, that we're going to operate. For sure, just echoing what you said, right? The after effects of COVID-19 on having remote workforce is going to be uh, different for each of the companies and it has to be decided by the company itself. And obviously the people will help the company decide, right? Because as I also said before, not every individual is eligible to work remotely, right? It would depend on people to people, teams to teams, and that's how the company overall will decide what approach they want to do. But as you said, Ron, there's a lot of space for innovation, right? When there's the 2000 economic crisis happened, there was a lot of companies that were started like Uber, uh, there's Airbnb, there's WhatsApp, such great companies or such innovative companies. They started in 2008 when the in the world was going through a crisis. And similar kind of crisis we are in right now. But so do you think that there's a lot of innovation or a lot of new things that will happen in terms of remote, uh, you know, working? Definitely. Def- definitely. So, Sunil, we, we, we're going to see, uh, you know, First of all, let's let's look at everything related to online, right? Businesses are moving online for, for continuity. Delivery businesses are blooming even more than they, you know, where before you see now every grocery store or, or, or toy shop uh, having a delivery service. So that's, yeah. that's going to be amazing. And, and specifically for with respect to remote work and continuity of businesses, anything we, we see since, since Ronan and I, we do monitor the, the job boards for, for companies that are still, still hiring. We mm-hmm. see the, the fintech, very strong uh, online fintech on uh, on hiring as well as companies uh, usually small scale startup companies right now uh, that are in the business of enabling remote operation so anything that enables remote operation remote collaboration uh, tracking of uh, of productivity tools for the managers to manage their distributed team and help them with, with the management of the, of the situation, you know, video communication. And all of that is, is blooming, and, and we see that definitely in the job board. So there's going to be lots of demand. And, and as, as Olin said, it's going, to be, it's going to look differently later after the totally. COVID, and I'm not sure how the, very different or just a bit different, but it's going to be different. 
totally totally on the same point like with ronan and gilad you both so i think we have reached the course here for this episode but i have a few lightning questions uh, for both of you guys and maybe you can just answer like you know whatever's on top of your mind so since everyone is remote now and i think they have a lot of time on their hand since they are home they they save a lot of time traveling and stuff like that so what what are some of the like you know what is that one book that you would recommend to the listeners like from both of you so it's it's uh really depends if you know i i come from from the remote kind of thing so mm-hmm. I, i would i would advise the managers out there to take a look at at uh, uh, a book about remote work which was written quite a long time ago mm-hmm. uh, it's called the Re- remote office not required it's mm-hmm. really you know light reading amazing amazing uh, amazing book amazing uh, a book uh, mm-hmm. that really you know was created before its time about remote work and and there there are also some some large online blogs about remote work like right. the the ultimate guide to remote work by zapier and yeah. uh, out of office a guide to establishing a remote culture and and so on and so on tons of of good reading and education uh, time yeah. time to catch up and and join the future uh, right. because it's happening now mm-hmm. yeah. For me, I'm not sure that I can point for a specific book, but I can share what I do these days. So, you know, every crisis has an opportunity within it. And uh, I think that uh, the, the situation that we are here right now is, though, is such an opportunity to grow and to practice whatever you don't manage to do on your day-to-day. So, uh, on one hand. And on the other hand, there are amazing uh, initiatives by many organizations who open a lot of their content for free. So for example, um, Plural site, uh, the, the education site has now a free April where all of their offering is offered for, for free during this uh, phase. So you can either deepen whatever skill set you already have. You can either practice in skills that you always wanted and never had the chance to do. But uh, you can, it is definitely the time to spend in your, to invest in yourself, to, to grow, right. to, to turn the crisis into opportunity, to, to look optimistically on, on the future and see how you get out of this situation stronger and, and, and much more uh, mature than we, we maybe were drifted into. totally i think pe- people can definitely reskill and upskill uh, themselves right so my next question would be you know what keeps you both going and what's the motivation for you guys before practicing remote or as part of uh, my experience i i used also to to support many organization in their agile transformation and um, similar to agile also uh, apply for remote i personally believe that this is the right way to do things It's not a matter of choice, it's not a matter, it, it is the evolution and this is uh, the right way that things need to be built. Mm-hmm. So I, I, I don't see it as, a, you know, it, it's not an option. I believe in that, I believe that this is the right thing. Whenever I talk to someone or speak to someone and, and, and discuss with him whether he comes to ask for advice or whether he just uh, 
describe uh, the, the, the challenges and the situation that he's facing. And you see the light, the light. You, you know what the solution. The solution is uh, adapt the right processes and the solution is adapt the right operational way. So you don't need to be strict with the, the limitation of the local geography. You don't need to spend a lot of resources on, on being local. You don't need to spend a lot of time on uh, commute every morning. There are opportunities. You don't necessarily need to go all the way, but you definitely need to adapt and take whatever fits you and, and cherry pick whatever practices uh, fit you. And uh, so for me, it's not a matter of what keeps me driving. This is, this, this is uh, the reality. There is no other way of doing that. Right. And for, for me, I would say it's, it's the innovation. I, I, I am a type of person that's an early adopter in my, that's my character. I, I'm early adopter of technology. And as, as a hiring manager, I've always been uh, early adopter of all sorts of, of uh, organizational, you know, cultural kind of things, starting with, with agile, extreme programming, inner sourcing, open sourcing, whatever. And I, I just enjoy, you know, being ahead of the curve with, right. with these things and then, you know, support others and, and, and help them catch, catch along. That's, that's part of, of, of the battery that keeps me running and, you know, smiling and enjoying, uh, enjoying what we are doing over there, definitely. That's great. And I think I have, I have one last question for you guys before we part off. So what, what would be that one advice that you would give to your 25 year old self, if you got a chance to call him up today? I once got a very, very memorable advice, something that I took, I think from the same age. So I would say that the, the best advice that I got and can provide to others is stop and think before you answer. Or before you react. I think that uh, my 25 years person was the one who was uh, impulsively immediately answered, reacting. There are many good things in doing that, but uh, sometimes or many of the times it's not the right thing to do. So, and I see today after 15 years uh, or 20 years later, adopting uh, this stop, think, and, and react after counting to 10 makes the difference so that would be my advice that's very thoughtful yeah <laughs> mm -hmm. what and, about you? and mm -hmm. and the, the, the interesting thing about ronan and myself is, is that we complement each other so my, my advice would be to myself would be exactly the opposite because i i started as you know a person that is first you know stayed for 18 years in his first job, right? I started as an intern, finished as director of technology. I, I actually would advise myself uh, not to miss out on things and, and, and not, not, to, not to be too scary to, to try and, and, and jump into the water. So I, I think that that's exactly where, where Ronan and myself are, <laughs> are crossing our, our roads where we come from and, 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 and meet in the middle. That's that's pretty interesting. I mean, <laughs> great. Mm -hmm. And still, you still you both ended up being co-founders of this amazing company. So that's that's really great. <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely. Awesome. 
So thanks a lot, Ronan, and thanks a lot, Jilad, for joining us today. I mean, this has been an interesting episode. Thank yeah. you, Thank, Thank you very much, Sunil.